0: The Squareball Podcast
1: Welcome to The Squareball Podcast number 97 This is not a test, repeat this is not a test, do not adjust whatever you are listening to this through because this really is the 97th edition of The Squareball Podcast, but it is not Dan who would normally be here in, well not in this chair because this chair is in my living room and Dan shouldn't be in my living room, at least not while I'm not here, Um, I am Moscow White and with me are Michael. Hello. And Eamon. Who? A A Eamon. It I think we signed him on Transfer Deadline Day from Bournemouth. I'm I'm a late signing, but I'm I'm here, I'm ready. The facilities
2: are excellent, let me say. I just want to throw that out there. And uh looking to impress.
3: Big club, happy to have joined. Great fans. Can't wait to get out there.
1: And um, what we don't have here, however, apart from we've already mentioned that we don't have a Dan, Oddie, He's been missing for a while now, and he's not he's not turned up to this either.
3: No, I mean we are. We should probably explain we're not all in your living room. We are. We are dotted about. We, we've got the clocks on the wall to synchronize Leeds, Leeds, <laughs> Pontefract, and um, and Dublin.
1: And we we did put a call out to Oddy, say that if he could get enough loose change and find a phone box to call into this. Um, he was welcome to join, but we've not we've not heard anything, have we? No, no, no. and you, dear listener, you've not heard anything from us for quite a long time. I checked. I opened up the last prep sheet that we did for the Squareball podcast, and it was just after the Blackburn game that Steve Evans managed his first at home, where we lost. We conceded two goals in the opening, whatever it was, seventeen seconds, and then eight minutes, wasn't it?
3: I wasn't sure we'd ever done a pod with Steve Evans. In my mind, it was uh, still Rosler in charge.
1: Do you know, now I think about it, did we ever put out podcast number 96?
3: Oh, God, I'm not sure.
1: Is that one where we either didn't turn up and record? There's definitely a a sheet there. We should probably check these things. But that's just a demonstration (laughs) of how goddamn long it has been. And we owe the listeners who are probably wondering why this is turned up on their phone, and also the ones who have been tweeting barraging us with tweets daily asking where the hell the podcast has gone it went to newcastle in a way with dan moylan because he is as you may have noticed from the professional job he did of presenting this an actual proper dj and he got an actual proper dj's job but i must newcastle. say we,
3: we were all quite surprised he got it because it's quite a decent job
1: we were, one, we were surprised we got it, and we were, we've been surprised ever since that our attempts to sabotage it so that he'd come home have failed. I thought it would be easy to get him off the air.
3: The message here is both Dan Moylan and Ben Fry are getting paid for radio work. The standard is low. Get yes. yourself involved.
1: Yeah, it's a free-for-all out there. And if you do want to, uh, if you could possibly take over the drive-time show on Metro... Um, metro up in the northeast then you would then we would have a chance of dan back and he wouldn't have to suffer me floundering around trying to do what dan used to do but with dan in newcastle it's made it very difficult for us to get together and record a podcast also not having a studio was a problem and so we're now trying to get around that by replacing him who could replace dan Eamon Eamon has to replace Dan, otherwise this isn't going to work. And we're not sitting in a room together. We are using the power of the internet to try and drive this goddamn podcast forward. So we're back. We are not the same as we were, but we're back in some form. We're not broken.
3: We're just bent. We can can learn to love again.
1: Yeah, we can hopefully try and remember what the hell we did. I nearly said re recreate the magic, but I think it is much more a case of trying to remember what the hell we used to do.
2: It is like a bad transfer window where we've lost Dan, lost Arda, you've got me. Some You're very much Hayden Fox, that, you I know, feel,
3: in this scenario.
2: This is a bad situation, but give it 12 months, you never know. Might pay off.
3: I'll be gone again probably. We have still got but a magazine we'll out, see. we should probably mention. That's continued.
1: Yes. all the while, when you've not been listening to the podcast, you could be buying uh, the Squareball magazine it's one pound 50 still for a digital copy two pounds if you get it at the ground our digital subscriptions still a tenner
3: are they 12 pounds
1: uh, are we just going to take offers like if anybody wants to place a bid yeah. it's 12 pounds a year so it's a pound a month and ah. but if you ask really really nicely we might let you have it for a tenner
0: white watching
1: this is where we look back over the games that have been played by Leeds United Football Club since the last time we recorded a podcast. So, let us take <coughs> you back to November 2015.
3: Are we just going to do sort of five or six minutes on each game?
1: Well, I think some of them are worth the full 90. We have them. We have match reports on the magazine. We could just
2: read them out if, if we prefer that. Slowly. Um, Maybe instead I mean, we
3: should focus on if there were any memorable games between the last podcast and now
1: we essentially missed the entire Steve Evans era um, so I guess we would start with what are your significant memories of the Steve Evans era of management at Leeds United Football Club Michael what do you remember
3: I remember a, a man fading away before our, our very eyes on the touchline
2: I was sure he was even trying to lose weight or was he just that stressed by the whole by the whole uh, thing that he couldn't deal with it he couldn't eat he was crying himself to sleep every night. He was
1: crying a
3: lot. He did cry a bit.
1: I do remember one of the early um, post-match interviews, one of the ones that really got on my nerves. I think it was the Cardiff game where he described himself in a hotel room, feverishly watching videos, and like how he hadn't seen his family for months. Oh, it was like, yeah, and I mean, he'd, he'd only actually been <laughs> managing Leeds for a matter of days at that point. But yeah, he was definitely pushing. You're going to watch whole... some football now, Steve. <laughs> He was definitely pushing the whole, I am a man out here, alone, uh, doing my
3: best. Wasn't he angle. Wasn't he living with, with Rainer, you know, his assistant manager? I'm sure I heard that they actually lived together. Really? That's, that's, that was a rumour I heard.
1: <laughs> and you think Rainer was just like... Where did you hear that? ...constantly hiding food from him. <laughs> the cupboards are const- always empty. He goes out for a big shop, packs it all away, goes in to get himself a pizza for tea, and it's all gone again.
3: Paul! Steve he strikes me as an old fashioned man that's Steve. He probably just he probably never previously knew how shopping used to end up in the cupboards. <laughs>
2: Steve was linked with a job in China as well. I mean if he couldn't handle being you know leads to Rotherham away from his family, I don't know how he would have handled Rotherham to whoever who
3: was he linked with in uh uh
2: Shanghai 11 or something. Yeah, I I missed that. So I why think,
3: didn't he get the job? I think humidity would be an issue for him. <laughs>
1: Do, do we remember? He's going to replace the Great Wall, I think. Do we remember anything about Steve Evans apart from uh, his size?
3: Um, he, no. he got us fairly well organised. We were quite boring to watch.
1: Right, I'm just going to stop you right there and take you back to the Brighton game.
3: Oh, well, yeah, okay. <laughs>
1: and these uh, things take
3: sorry. time. Come on, we're about to we're about to, I presume, argue that Gary Monk needs to be given time. True. Let's be. Let's at least be fair.
1: Although the the yin to that yang is that Steve Evans got time and he gave us the Brighton game.
3: That was quite early on, though. Come uh, on, be fair.
1: He was already um, smug. It, he had been in the job long enough to get smug about how well he was doing. That was mm-hmm. the point when he was still like, oh, it's going to be the playoffs, you just watch. Um, he sounded scouse then, but
3: yeah, he did change his mind week in week out, didn't he? We'd have a, we'd have a defeat and he'd go, "Well, we're doing very well to uh, to be keeping our heads above water in this league," and then we'd get a couple <laughs> of wins, and he was like, "This team can go on and win. We can win the league. We win the playoffs, no problem."
1: Because the major mind change was on all. Um, oh, I understand that uh, contract talks with Cook and Moa are ticking along just great, and then the next day when it turned out that no contract <laughs> talks are happening at all, that classic quote. That probably summed up the Steve Aaron's era. Maybe I wanted it to be true. <laughs> <laughs> As if that was any defence. It would it's have been nice, though, wouldn't, it? It? wouldn't, in it, in wouldn't it? Wouldn't it have been nice? Yeah. It would have been <laughs> lovely. it was true. It would have been lovely to be managed by somebody else during that period, from my point of view, anybody else. Um, but I suppose uh, those, those days have gone. And should he have got the job at the end of the season, I guess, is the question that hangs on from the Evans era.
3: At the time I definitely would have given it to him. Just because I thought there was not a chance we would employ anyone better. As it is, if so, if you'd have said at the time we were going to get Gary Monk, I'd have, I'd have probably taken it.
2: Amen? No, I'd had enough. I mean, I just feel like anyone could come in and do roughly what he did. He got us to about the same spot that the last few idiots have got us to. You know, It
1: didn't seem to to matter that much. Evans has claimed since that Gary Monk has basically come in and done what he was going to do anyway. He He made all his signings (laughs) from Swansea. Yes, and that, you know, the Antonson, who obviously I'm sure Evans will have scouted. Probably. I was actually, I managed to lure myself somehow into the situation where even though I loathed Steve Evans from the day he arrived until the day he left... I did think he should just have been given the job just because I was so tired of the constant manager turnover and also tired of the way he went when it was just like it was that thing again of Evans saying, oh, I'm sure the president, when the time comes, will come and he'll tell me whether I've got the job or not. And in the end, everybody could see it coming a mile off that, no, Cellino was going to send the club secretary out because that's how it ended up I seem to remember I think Evans it's another deman- one of
3: those things for him where it would have been nice if it was true
1: <laughs> Evans demanded <laughs> a showdown and he told Chilino that he wanted to know now whether he was going to get the job or not so Chilino went and held a board meeting which bear in mind how many members of the board would actually be at Elland Road at one time I- none I'm going to say <laughs> apart from Chilino himself and then so he had a board meeting with himself and then sent out Stuart Hayton the club secretary to tell him he was being relieved of his duties and then with indecent haste Gary Monk arrived after that.
3: It was strange though that we eventually got Monk because we seemingly tried to get some inferior managers beforehand and failed. There was, there was that yes. kind of week where Carl Robinson turned us down and then Daryl Clark turned us down and we were linked to John, John Sheridan. Turned and, us down. Did he actually turn us down or was he just was that just <laughs> speculation I'm not sure but we definitely made it a, an approach for those two didn't we and yeah. we were rejected. And so it and felt then, it felt like we were on a downward spiral and we were going to end up with another Hocker Day. And then, I don't know. I don't know if we just not thought to ring Monk. It was a bit of a Gary <laughs> McAllister moment. You know, like when he know flew hockey out, out
1: to Italy and said he was going to come back with a manager who was very special.
3: It would have been nice if it was true.
1: <laughs> well, we did
3: get a manager.
1: And how special he is or will be remains to be seen. But we're going to actually start the proper uh, review of this season Not at QPR because um, nothing really started at QPR But we will start at Hillsborough Saturday the 20th of August A 2-0 win over Sheffield Wednesday That's the kind of performance and results That second division champions are made of I put to you, Michael
3: Well, yeah But I mean, I think the other four games Have been slightly damaging To the whole whole second division champions thing Um, I said we're
1: not talking about those games
3: (laughs) Okay, well yeah, in that case you get three points from this. You get that from all of them. You're probably going to go up, aren't you? So um, yeah, yeah. I think I think I think that's <laughs> nailed on. Really, it was a good win, and, and an yeah. unexpected one. I think it's fair to say. From the early games we had, this is the one I would have probably least expected to get anything from. Um, and as it was, it was a it was fairly convincing. Really, Sacco looked like a world beater. Wood scoring, everything everything fell into place. Bridcut coming into the team.
1: If it, this had been the first game of the season and we'd gone out, we'd won two 0 in this manner people would have gone then mad and people wouldn't have been worried uh, in the lead up to this game that Gary Monk might be sacked already because that had started Eamon after the QPR game I mean
2: it almost felt I don't know about you guys I almost felt like Monk could have been sacked after that it was that it was that awful and you saw Chilino in the crowd and you thought I mean people were joking about it on Twitter but you kind of thought um, we've got a magazine coming out and we have Gary Monk on the cover is there any chance you could just hang on one more game,
1: at least. We did cover ourselves yeah. with the mag by giving him both hero of the issue and villain of the issue. That is that true. Was, that was that kind of true. built in because um. there was the I, I did feel a, a risk involved.
3: It would have obviously been hasty to sack him after QPR. But I think had we <laughs> lost to Sheffield Wednesday and then gone on to lose to Luton midweek, it wouldn't have been surprising, would it?
1: I love Leeds United in 2016 <laughs> where we have to sort of say it would... Obviously have been hasty to sack him after the first game. And where I legitimately have a I legitimately have a question to ask was whether were you surprised he made it to full time at QPR. Because after four minutes I was fuming.
3: Yeah, it was it, it, it was one of those games where you you want to think the best of it, don't you, for the first game of the season. But there was obviously the completely changed the personnel at the back. There was no Silvestri or Belushi to blame. And then it exactly the same thing as used to happen happened. Um and then about half an hour in, so sort I'm of thinking this is this is really bad, isn't it? This isn't just me imagining it. This is as bad as anything that's that's happened really in the last few years. <laughs> but we're out of that now. We're apart from the games we've lost. We we beat Sheffield Wednesday and we beat Luton. So I think I think realistically everything's good.
1: And the the significant thing I do want to highlight at Sheffield Wednesday that um, I enjoyed was Antonson's goal. We broke from defence and it was from uh, Charlie Taylor getting the ball to Antonson scoring from a diving header from across. Seventeen seconds. I don't think Leeds have got up the pitch in less than a minute wow. since Hockaday was coach, and I mean before Hockaday was coach because like it certainly didn't happen when he was here. A fast break from defence and a goal. Warnock's Ox- Ox- Leeds. They was...
3: used to get it front to back. <laughs> <laughs> or back to front. Yeah, it was generally. swift,
2: and, and also I'm sure, Moscow, you appreciated a diving header at the back post. Inter- from a long-haired striker into an empty goal I was going to say wow.
3: is it a proper diving header if there's no goalkeeper and you, did he even need to dive?
1: Uh, he could have taken it on the volley but um, Antonsen I think he's got that little bit of flamboyance about him so he went for the the, uh, the diving header
3: but yeah he looks he looks quite good does Antonsen I have to say from early impressions and everything you always get this as well with the new players don't you where you start thinking oh they're, at, they're actually really good and they're going to get better from this point <laughs> and then it, it sometimes doesn't happen but So far I'm quite pleased with him
1: Well, We'll come on to our uh, New signings in a little bit But we will first briefly Stop off in Bedfordshire Because we made 11 changes For the League Cup and we went And beat Luton and probably the only Reason, two reasons I mention This actually, one is That we've got Blackburn in the Next round and I think that means That we can build a genuine Cup run So that's exciting, Wembley is calling And two, Tyler Denton's goal so it's whichever one of those you guys want to talk about first we're winning the cup and Tyler Dent scored well, it's, a, it's
3: a route into Europe isn't it that's the important thing and now these days when you get in the Europa League if you win that you get a Champions League place don't you so
1: I mean people laughed yeah. when Dave Hockaday <laughs> said that we were on a definite <laughs> journey to the Champions League onto Chileno this could be the way we do it
3: it seems likely and we're doing this with the reserves we're taking this the piss of it. it really
1: beat, beat Blackburn and the world is our oyster
2: Although it has, this is probably behind Hockaday's schedule, though. I think he said we'd be there by about two
1: years. This is going to take at least three. But Mm -hmm. visionaries, they have to adapt to changing circumstances. And I think it's all about the end goal, not the journey. Even though Dave Hockaday was definitely talking about the journey to try (laughs) and buy himself some time because he was sacked literally days later. So that's uh, the Champions League sewn up, essentially. And the story begins with Taylor Denton's left foot.
3: Taylor Denton. I think that, is that a <laughs> Taylor? A bit of a, Sorry, I'm
1: thinking. I'm thinking of Taylor Dane. <laughs>
3: um, <laughs> like you're merging our left backs.
1: It began with Tyler Denton's left foot. It was
2: a great goal, to be fair. Not to be honest, I mean, as uh, as debut goals go, it was very good. And he's not even not even a striker. And seemingly after he scored that, he was just on actual flames. He was belting it from like doing outside of the foot shots the whole time. So fair play to him.
3: And Ian Hart's agent, which was, was it escaped me until. Um... Until this. I, I like the idea that we just have former players taking every every youngster who's played their position.
1: Yeah, it sounds like finding out that like Jack van's agent is Lucas Raderby. Yeah. That would be great news.
2: Ronaldo Vieira's agent is Mark Jackson,
1: and that's true. <laughs> really? <laughs> it's not true. It's not oh. true at all. <laughs> God damn it. Because, <laughs> you built me um, up. Hardy Sacco's agent, I don't know if you're aware, but it's Pierre Laurent. Oh wow. Yeah, uh, that actually could be true. <laughs> well, we don't know where pierre is, so it le- it genuinely legitimately he could own him. Um, but it's good to good in,
3: see Denton getting a game though because I know he's been people have kind of given him good reviews from the uh, from the development squad and stuff, but it is one of those where you don't quite know who's going to be able to step up and he I don't know he seems to have done it effortlessly and well in one yeah. game anyway.
1: I mean, it is only Luton. We will say that, but it is but um, you know, it's so you, it's
3: a football league club. Yeah, it's
1: progress, isn't it? You want to see how they do in their first game against... He's played development team football. Now he's played a game against a league team. And he's done brilliantly. So it's like the next thing you can bring him on in the championship and see how he does. We might have to. The the, the (laughs) Ian Hart thing is one of two things lately that have made me feel really old. One is Ian Hart now being an agent. And two was the uh, left-back who ran the game for Fulham against us who was 16 years old and was born in i think it was may 2000 jesus so we it made me realize that we are entering the age of footballers playing professionally who were born after the champions league semi-final we're like a year away from that being the case (laughs) you could quite very comfortably be that man's dad I don't know if I'd particularly feel comfortable although given the fact that he's clearly <laughs> going to be like transferred for millions of pounds and so his parents will be set for life because he was an
3: excellent, excellent yeah, if you'd got If you'd sorted your life out and got a girl pregnant that <laughs> when, that could be your life but you've, you've wasted it
1: What was I doing yeah. back when I was 14? You were too busy watching Leeds playing in the Champions League wasting your time Speaking of wastes of time, I'm going to bring the cheesy links to this, it's all I can really do we went oh, no. um, After 11 changes from the winning team At Sheffield Wednesday We made 10 more to go to Nottingham Forest And we lost 3-1 So one has to
3: assume that all of that Was Pablo Hernandez's fault Because he stayed in the team Is that fair? I'll be <laughs> honest my view of this game wasn't the best Because was, there was a, a girl streaming it on Facebook You know face, the Facebook Live thing There was a girl yeah. who was sat in the main stand was, at Forest And she, was, she did more or less the whole game on her phone <laughs> And I and I That's, sat and watched it.
1: That sounds like a great view of the game, to be honest. It was there was a man's head in the way. I went to a game at Forest <laughs> and I sat in the forest end behind a man who was dressed as Robin Hood. He was a grown man as well, <laughs> just thrown out there. What did you learn from watching this game on Facebook Live through a girl's mobile phone? Um, <laughs> did you hack her, by the way?
3: <laughs> no, no, she was she was, optionally sharing these things, consenting okay, she were, was a consenting adult.
1: Were you were you like just? Hacking, like looking for girls' phones on Facebook Live, and she just happened it to did, be. It was
3: shared on a Leeds group. <laughs> I, I promise. It, it did okay. seem a little bit voyeuristic, but um, yeah, they seem to have the did ball most of the time. No, she did. not she... she was okay. well. She was a Leeds fan in their end, so she was kind of keeping keeping quiet. I think you couldn't see a great deal to be honest, but I was sort of it was oddly captivating watching it from that view. It feels like it's like one of the slow TV things, you know, with the trains going through the mountains and stuff. You can't. <laughs> you'd struggle to say it's exciting but it's sort of, it's sort of interesting to watch and you could see, you could hear the crowd and people going oh fucking hate leads and just complaining which was quite nice um, that ba- that
1: basically <laughs> just sounds like Ellen Road
3: yeah sort of is really but yeah what I learnt was we don't have the ball all the time um, when we do we seem to have the ball in our own half quite a bit didn't do a great deal going forward they deserve to win
1: the major problems with this game was the defending yeah corners And... Corners are a big problem. And throw-ins. In fact, I'm I'm going to put it out there that I don't think it's the corners and throw-ins that are the problem. It might be our defenders. Mm. Just a thought. Eamon, do you agree? I think it's the corners, personally. (laughs) If you propose... What do you propose? We ban corners from football?
2: If we round the corners, what about that? Mm -hmm.
3: Uh, Put Put walls in, like um, five-side.
1: Like Trump around
3: Mexico? Similar.
1: Well, you can make modifications to your pitch size... Is there any rules about the actual shape? But we, we would still... I mean, this was an away game, so we would have to try and convince Nottingham Forest uh, to... That's true. Okay, well, forget the whole thing. Forget the whole okay. thing. Okay. Um, this was... I still think uh, old Kyle Bartley came out of this reasonably. He's not quite had his full Zaliakos moment, but Luke Eiling was a disaster. Liam Cooper, we know about.
2: Cooper seemed especially terrible for the... It must have been the third goal. That wasn't the corner. That was the throw-in. Mm.
3: Can I just check? Are you pronouncing the ailing. N- yeah, I'm not sure if it's <laughs> right though. What would you say? I'd say ailing myself.
1: Ailing, ailing. Let's all call the whole thing off. What do we call him? Ailing. I'd say ailing. Our defense has certainly been ailing for <laughs> years. Uh, it only makes sense. That amazing. Yeah, yeah,
3: that's that's what he's here for.
1: I mean, we can't defend corners. We've seen that all season. We saw it in the first four minutes. We brought in an England international goalkeeper to that's a stretch. bring the confidence to the defence.
3: He played in World Cups. Yeah, and let us, and let, the worst I was one say, you've had
1: in 10 years,
3: probably. And let us down terribly.
1: So that's not solved. Can we solve it? What do we need to do to be able to not concede from every corner?
2: We need to bring in an expert at scoring from corners. Uh, Matt Heath, I think, is available. Bring him in.
3: Matt Heath could defend as well. Not, he, uh, only only in the air. He was very, very slow, but he could, he could head a ball.
1: That is something that we could do with because the the problem with these goals was the balls just being allowed to bounce in the box when really you just want somebody to stick a head on it and get rid of it.
3: I mean, physically we should be able, but the entire back four is now quite big. Oh, we've
1: not seen Pontus Janssen yet, who is even bigger. I think he's the size it's of huge. all of them put together, like standing on each other's shoulders.
2: I've I read a stat that we've got the tallest average team in the championship. Is that is that? A- true stat? I
1: saw... I think probably Panthers might be raising it. Because somebody had gone to the trouble of putting it into a table. If it was in a table, then it's true. We topped that table as well, so that's... um,
3: It's the same way as if people write words on a picture. That's true.
1: So there's not a lot we seem able to do about our corners. However, with Giuseppe Belushki out of central defence, that hasn't necessarily fixed things, but it has meant other people can take free kicks. Step forward, Calvin Phillips. Did this show up on your teenage girlfriend's Mobile phone
3: Michael. Sadly it did not I think it had been I think she'd given up By this point Because it, um, it was It The game was over More or less It was a hell of a free kick. Eh? It was It was an absolute beauty Yeah meaningless really It was a great call But you know Thanks all the same Calvin
2: <laughs> Yeah he seemed, he, he seemed too far out For it to go in as well Like it It seemed ludicrous That he was even shooting And then It didn't seem to have Even much power Nor was it Really far in the corner <laughs> Nor was it very high but it did go in the,
1: yeah it was very strange the way it just went straight in because I don't know if you really see that on a free kick you know, there's either a deflection or it hit the post or the keeper gets a finger to it or it will go in the stanchion this just went into the net
3: their keeper had, yeah. their keeper had both teams to like score the, on his coupon
1: possibly the last point on the Nottingham Forest game is that when people talk about whether Red Bull are circling Leeds United and watching what's happening they must have been Circling this game Unless they were also in that Facebook live group Because they saw Oliver Burke's assist And his goal And bought him the very next day £13 million for scoring against Leeds United Does this mean Red Bull are going to take us over? That's my question
3: It's an interesting idea um, mm-hmm. it, I think it means we've got a bit ripped off for Lewis Cook
1: Well th- that's Oliver Burke the, Who I've seen described as the Scottish Bale Has literally played 10 games of senior football Oh. Lewis Cooks had two full seasons under his belt, and we got a piffling um, hospital. <laughs> I'm thinking of uh, it. We're recording this day after the transfer deadline day, when 1.2 billion pounds got spent. So I'm thinking of everything in terms of like hospitals and schools that people could have instead of Red Bull and Oliver Burke.
3: I've just um, when I've googled him, the top mm-hmm. thing that comes up is, uh, could he be the Scottish Robbie Keane? People, well. are, people are clearly. I just want to deprive him of his nationality for some reason.
1: That's it's an odd thing to want for somebody. And now he's going to play his football in Germany, so they'll be very confused. People will be coming up to him and speaking to him in Welsh, and he'll just be like, "No, that's just an internet thing."
2: But did Red Bull spend the money because he scored against us? Is that what you're? Suggesting? I don't see any
1: other reason because he's lit- it's like his tenth game of football ever. You can't. So
2: if Red Bull were around five years ago, they would have spent forty
1: million on John Parkin. Bring him in. If, if only they'd been there. And you know, Leeds United need a striker, so maybe he, we might be able to get him at a cut rate. Wouldn't mind. So that's not going your first game. That's as far as we've got. A three-one defeat. There. The season so far, five games in the league, four points, five goals. We've conceded nine. Everybody says that you shouldn't look at the league table until you've played at least ten games, but we're halfway to that, and I'm looking at it. We're twenty-first. Is this good enough? The start of the season. No, it is not. What would you like to have seen improved?
3: Um, more wins, more goals scored, <laughs> and fewer goals conceded. Do
1: you think that would have resulted... I agree with that sentiment. Would that have resulted in a higher league placing? It
3: almost certainly would.
1: Because we've we've come to the point of the first international break. Gary, And also the transfer window has now closed. Gary Monk, so far, he's had half a summer. Um, he's had a sort of pre-season that wasn't really ever sorted out. And he's brought in some players and he's played some games, is he worth persisting with past this point of Chilino sacking them?
3: Yeah, of course he is. It'd be madness not to but that doesn't mean <laughs> it has mean... to be.
2: You gotta give him you gotta give him some sort of time. Of course there's always the risk that uh Chilino will just uh tear it up and, and get rid of him and bring back he, he likes to bring back people, so bring back Hockaday or whatever. But you gotta you gotta give uh Got to give old Gary Monk a chance, even though after the Birmingham game it sounded like he was
1: ready to resign himself. Uh, he was he was quite livid about seemingly it's, everything. It's was not that the game where he, he described them as not being men? Everything was about you've got to be men out there. They weren't men. Yeah. When you go out on the pitch, you've got to be a man. It's not really no it's not really us
3: you need to convince to keep Monk. I've not mm. in the Celino era. I've never <laughs> I've never heard particular calls for a manager to be sacked. Even Hockaday. Hockaday. <laughs> even Hockaday. People weren't. People weren't really on his back.
1: Not in. A, uh, I would say, after that Bradford game. I think I think the whole stadium was oh yeah, on his back. That's true. And I would say Evans. I mean, as soon as he was announced, I I personally wanted him out. So Evans if was, I Evans was voice. popular. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Although we are twenty first, we've we've won. What we've? How many have we won in the league? One. One. I, can't yeah, I think you look at you look One. at the
3: home games against Birmingham and Fulham, who you'd expect to be mid table teams, and you you do need more from those two, really.
1: But I, I feel weirdly optimistic about the start of the season. I don't have that kind of um, feeling of impending doom that I had under Evans after every single game. However, I am qualifying this by saying it is the same feeling that I had about Uwe Rosler, where I was like, oh, you know, this is OK, things are ticking along, something might come out of this. That's kind of how I feel about Gary Monk's era so far. I'm kind of like, ah, oh, some of these new players are pretty good this seems okay, something might come out of this. So I'm perfectly happy to... um
0: Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did-we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage, shopify is there to help you grow shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout 36 percent better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms because businesses that grow grow with shopify get a one dollar per month trial period at shopify.com slash work shopify.com slash work ryan reynolds here from Mint mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices down
3: He needs he needs to be given time
1: let's get a quick word on each one of the new players that we've seen play so far uh marcus Antonsen, michael
3: he's good I like him he's got uh, i like his movement seems to have a been in the right place at the right time fairly often drags the ball wide a few times, but yeah he's good
2: yeah, I like him touch of the touch of the David Thomas about him in his uh he seems alive in He's the not box, as handsome. which
1: makes a change from Chris Wood, who was dead in the box. I would add that as soon as I saw his name, I assumed he was going to be a five foot seven uh, blonde who would score maybe six goals a season in the Swedish league. And then when I saw that he was a six foot one and he had dark hair coming from uh, Sweden, <laughs> I immediately thought Ibrahimovic, and I think that's what we've got: Luke Allen, Luke uh, Luke from Bristol. It sounds, it's gone a little bit um, blind date Luke from Bristol Michael what do you think?
3: <laughs> Am I R. Uh, Graham for an update um, uh. I, I, I really like him I mean I know you, he's been the blame's been pinned on him slightly for uh, defending at corners but he looks really good he's a lot of players we signed seem to struggle to begin with and like, look a bit I don't know a bit overwhelmed by Ellen Road and stuff but he just came into it and looked like he'd been there for years so yeah really, I, I think he's really good
1: do you miss Sam Byram even at all?
3: Yeah, of course I do. Of course I do. You're always <laughs> going to have that, aren't you? But you know, just because you've just because you've split up doesn't mean you can't have new girlfriends.
1: Amen.
2: Yeah, he seems good. I'm, I haven't seen him uh, in the flesh, so to speak, but uh, he's get, he's getting good reports. Although, uh, when Berardi comes back, should he come back? That'll be interesting because Berardi was one of our best players last season. See, so. I, I
3: prefer him to Berardi. Strength, strength to in depth. Why? He gets forward more. Uh, it looks a bit more. Um, I don't know. Berardi's just very solid. He doesn't look like he's ever going to create anything from from right back.
1: I would say that when Berardi comes back, I think it's going to be a battle royale between these two because Luke has kind of swaggered into the team with a bit of a, almost a savage esque air. On his debut, he looked like he'd play. He was playing like his hundredth game for Leeds United. Tall ponytail, confident. Don't give a fuck. Baradi will not care for that in a player in his position. <laughs> I've I foresee total war essentially in which we will probably all be the sufferers. Liam Bridcut took ages to get him here. Um we finally got him here. Michael, are you happy he's here?
3: I'm very happy he's here. I know you didn't particularly rate him last year, but I did. I think he's I think he's a really good player. I think he picks the ball off the defence and we build slowly from the from with him there. And I think I think he's very important.
1: I think the reasons I didn't rate him last year, and and I've seen him do this already this season. He did it in the Sheffield Wednesday game. Is he goes flying in for a tackle, full blooded, and the whole crowd gets up and it's all like, "Blood on your boots, wheelies, etc." But he doesn't actually win the ball. He ends up just like because <laughs> he's so small, he just bounces off the bigger boy, and then he's lying on the floor while the game goes on around him. Everyone's like, "Yeah, he's showing the real fighting spirit," but like Sheffield Wednesday has still got the ball. That's why I'm a little bit unconvinced. But as a as a kind of a a passing machine, a metronome, um, he's definitely an upgrade from nothing. <laughs> or uh, <laughs> Luke Murphy, who tends to like he wants a little bit more time to think about things. Eamon, what do you think about Liam, little Liam? I quite like him, and as, as you say, an upgrade from nothing
2: is uh, is is, is uh, it's really true because in those games, especially early on at QPR, you could just see. Yeah, in our defensive midfield, there was just nothing there. It was uh, an absolute waste. And hopefully now, uh, even if he does find tackles, he may provide a, a base for the likes of Vieira to just run
1: off and have fun. It's good, this, and he'll just sit. It's back Possibly the most backhanded praise that we've ever given. Who says the square ball can't do positive? Liam Bridcutt is officially better than having no player. Is Robert Green better than Marco Silvestri, Michael?
3: Uh, it's not clear yet. <coughs> so far, no. they're about the same.
1: Are you in the camp where we should probably just may as well have just given Ross Turnbull a goal?
3: Why not? <laughs> I don't know. I, I, was, I would be quite glad to see the back of Silvestri. do mm. we actually got rid of him?
1: Yeah, that's the part where this plan fell down, isn't
3: it? Yeah. But as it is, we've kind of got two slightly dubious goalkeepers on the books. I think... Overall, I think Green probably will work out better. But he is also I was, on a one-year contract and quite old. So,
1: I was reminding myself of the uh, Sheffield Wednesday goals um, before we did this just now. And on the highlights on YouTube, there is a um, Sheffield Wednesday have a free kick that hits the crossbar and goes flying up off the crossbar into the stand. And Green has flown across to try and save it, but obviously <laughs> hasn't had to. But then he springs up as if the ball has bounced out and he is he stares out in front of himself as if where's the next shot coming from and it's that maybe is what is well trained for a a, a goalkeeper that okay you get up ready for the next shot but you look at him and he clearly does not have a clue where the ball is <laughs> he is ready to save a shot when the ball <laughs> is like gone into head and nobody cares anymore a little thing on which i'm basing absolutely nothing but i noticed it and um I probably have a bigger problem with his performance against QPR, but Eamon, is he better than Bailey Peacock-Farrell, who I'm sure you've been watching in the <laughs> development squad? Um,
2: Oh, God. He's, I don't think he's any good whatsoever, Rob Green, um, to be fair.
3: He's uh, an anti-English, goldkeeper. anti-English sentiment coming through. <laughs> we may as well have got James McLean.
2: Is that, that young Italian. Oh, let me tell you. he's amazing. Oh. No, no, Rob Green is... Uh, No good at all. I read an interview with him where he said that before every game, he prepares himself for literally the worst things that will happen. (laughs) And then if that doesn't happen, it's it's deemed a success for him. Um, But so far, some of the worst things have kind of happened. Like, it's it's not been
1: going well. But Uh, but but he's been
3: prepared for them, so...
1: Is this confined to football or is he coming off like, we've just lost 4-0 and it's like, well, nobody died, so... I don't know what you're yeah, all worried uh, about. Rob,
3: Rob, can we have a word? And I
1: didn't, and I didn't even shit myself, <laughs> so I don't know what you're worried about. Yeah, to me, it seems like he would have been a fair exchange for Silvestri, but the fact that Sylvester is still here and that they are presumably both on very high wages, that's a problem. And then Ross Turnbull, I mean, Ross Turnbull won the Champions League. He's like the Harkaday of goalkeepers. So he <laughs> probably would have been fine. We've somehow gone from having... Uh, Marco Silvestri, who was a horrible, just flat merchant, to suddenly having four kind of goalkeepers who were all much of a muchness and could all play.
3: Goalkeepers and midfielders, uh, that's what we've got.
1: Yeah, I mean, if if, if the game was played in, in the six-yard box with hands and <laughs> and in midfield with like 20 people at once, but it would be a different game. Probably a game where we could just sort the corner issues out. Matt Grimes, Michael, tell me about all your favourite things about oh, Matt Grimes.
3: useless. But that QPR game, he was someone you you couldn't even criticise him because you didn't know he was there. <laughs> he never, ever touched it, as far as I could gather.
2: Eamon, <laughs> did you see him touch the ball? No, not once. And I think it was you, actually, Moscow, who said that he was the only one of the new signings who came out with any credit because he didn't play. Um, but then he actually did play. <laughs> uh, I did say I, that. I, that. was very. That was very funny of me. It was
3: one of the most even but taking into consideration sort of Jermaine Wright and the worst of Johnny House and it was a absolute ghost of a performance
1: and he's been an absolute ghost since he did he played against Luton didn't he so he came back for that game but um, here along with uh, let's put it out there Podcast at the square dot net is the email address. If you have seen Matt Grimes touch the ball for Leeds United, um <laughs> get in touch with us. You can tweet us at the SquareBall. Um all those ways of getting in touch to tell us if that's happened. Pablo Hernandez has definitely touched the ball and he hasn't just touched it, he has made beautiful love to it <laughs> against Fleetwood since then. Uh Michael, what do you think?
3: It's I saw a stream of the um of his League Cup debut and thought it was the like what we've been missing. Since then, he's been terrible. Like, really pathetic. Just losing the ball constantly in midfield. not put, Having men just running straight past him. I, I, it's worth saying he is out of position. He's not a central midfielder. And in particular, when he was in central midfield against with a teenager making his like second and third games, I did feel sorry for the pair of them, really.
1: Was that Birmingham? And it was Pablo and... Uh... Pablo Hernandez and Calvin Phillips. No, he played with Vieira, he? played with Vieira
3: and I think he's then played with Phillips as well. Both of of those will probably at
1: at some point be the perfect, would be the perfect midfield combination if Hernandez was five years younger and those players were five years older.
3: Although from what Swansea fans said about him, I don't think he's ever been one to be consistent or tackle. So I think maybe just central midfield is not where he should be.
1: Eamon, how do you feel about um, my new favourite player?
2: The, again, in the Fleetwood game, he did look amazing, and he he had that one first touch where he just trapped the ball, and oh, it was it was beautiful. But ever since then, I just I'm not sure what his position is either.
1: I think he's a right winger. He is that correct? He was a winger in his earlier in his career. Um, he's only thirty one. People do talk about him as if he's like forty. Look at his eyes. Odd. He looks about fifty five. <laughs> look
3: at his eyes. Look him what, let's think, go, let's go to bed Pablo what? I think when Robert What's Green he seen? What when Robert Green I've says seen? he
1: prepares for the worst things that can happen all of those things have already happened to Pablo Hernandez <laughs> he's seen them he's he been around
3: since the Spanish Civil War
1: um, but in the Spanish Civil War he played on the left wing um, for Real so Madrid fighting when it, they won the, fighting uh, again, all the way around um, oh a left wing at Real Madrid doesn't work political jokes Ooh, we need to do more research. But now Monk appears to have signed him to play in the number 10 role. He's been so committed to playing him in the number 10 role that we didn't get international clearance so we put Matt Grimes there. That didn't work. He persisted with it against Fleetwood and it worked uh, you can't say superbly because we drew with a a League One team. But Hernandez looked excellent. Since then we have never seen hide nor hair of a number 10. Um, And that to me, um, sometimes I set like weird focuses. Do I want Leeds United to win lots of games? Yes. Do I also want everything about Leeds United to change so that Pablo Hernandez can play at number 10 and I can just enjoy watching him? I'd quite like that too. But anyway, I feel like I, I
3: don't know where this faith in him has come has come from.
1: The Fleetwood game.
3: You've, 100% you've moved, nothing you've else. You moved all your love that you had for Bataka <laughs> and you've given it to Pablo
1: because of the Fleetwood game. Mm. So, I'm, you know.
3: But why not why football. not give why not give it to Sacco because of the Sheffield Wednesday game?
1: I mean we're going out of alphabetical order now But tell me why Heidi Sacco is the player that I should be praising Well
3: because he had a game against someone in our league Mm -hmm. um, And in in that one game he was unplayable And showed that we should build a team around him
1: In what way was he unplayable?
3: Their fullback just was torn apart by him
1: What position did he play?
3: He played on the right wing All game? I think
1: so well there you go, you see Pablo Hernandez against uh, Fleetwood transcended positions, he played everywhere, covered every blade of grass and in every blade of grass he was uh, fantastic. So you can, you can keep your restricted right winger who apparently was unplayable, like the linesman really struggled to keep up with him or whatever. I will enjoy a pure footballer who is not restrained by such petty uh, things as positional play. Eamon, what do you think of Heidi Sacco? Obviously, Michael's lost his head about him. <laughs> uh, well, I saw his, his first game, the the friendly against uh, Shelburne,
2: and I thought he was the worst player on the pitch, including Shelburne's rank amateurs. He uh, he looked like he, he'd never seen a football before in his life. That's that's the general um, impression
3: I've had of him. Other than Sheffield Wednesday game, he's not. Re- he sort yeah, of does he, a lot. He does overs and things, but not really when he's close to anyone.
2: He couldn't get round the Shelburne fullback once, and he, the fullback appeared to be like a sixteen-year-old child, mm. and not a super prodigy like the Fulham guy. He was just like a, a kid, and uh, uh, Sacco didn't impress. He had a massive arse. I remember that much as well. He is very um, fast, though, so we can give him that, isn't he? That's true. And and in the Sheffield Wednesday game, he was he was unplayable, whatever that even means. But he he,
1: he was unplayable. Well they couldn't play him. Going. Back into alphabetical order uh, Pontus Janssen who that 's how they say it on the really exciting YouTube video, does a growly commentator every time he does something with the ball he goes Pontus Jansen, um, which immediately i'm excited about Pontus Janssen playing in the league. Are you excited, Michael
3: I am excited he looks he's, he's another one that we 're basing on YouTube clips mm. um, but he can he can bring it out of defense in a terrifying way, and I think people are going to enjoy that.
1: Well, did you get confused and think you were talking about Sol Bamba then?
3: He, well, he looks like he looks like Bamba, but he, I mean, admittedly, he does look to have more poise about him. Bamba always mm. looked like a, sort of a dad messing about in a, in the garden with like a five year old. You know, you, you know, you don't need an awful lot of skill to sort of take it past a, a child, whereas Janssen looks quite accomplished with it, really. But who knows?
1: Eamon, is Pontus Janssen the next Matt
2: Heath? I should certainly hope so. He's he's tall enough. He's a centre back as well. Um, he did mention Matt Heath when he signed; that was one of the reasons he came uh, to hope to end this barren streak from from corners. Coming up on ten years, folks, uh, mark the calendar. So, hopefully, he will. I mean, he's, he's an international. He was actually at the Euros, which is incredible. Well. He didn't get he didn't get on the pitch, yeah, for a
1: team that didn't win. You can only game. ask so much.
3: Uh, I mean,
2: that's it. All sounds relatively optimistic. You
1: always think. With these things, why has he come to us if he's if he's that fucking good? Mm. So. And why also have we only got him on this weird deal where if we play him for twenty games, we have to sign him? It does was re- is that the deal. Apparently that so. was what the Norwegian newspapers were reporting that he will be he will become like our most highly paid player, and we have to like go through with the transfer if he plays twenty games. It
3: was Three point six million mentioned, I think.
1: Uh, yes, <laughs> it all it, it is really all lining up for him to play nineteen yeah. games and then just never be seen again. Yeah, yeah. yeah Kemar so. Roof is the last on this long list of incoming players. He has come from Oxford United. Do we like him <laughs> as a player, not a person? Maybe both. <laughs> if he's upset you, Michael,
3: um, he was probably the most exciting one on paper, but he's not. He's not done a great deal so far, but I've got faith in him. Let's give him. Mm-hmm. Let's give him a bit longer.
2: Well, he wears his socks low, so that's a decent start, mm-hmm. uh, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, I'm not sure what his actual position is, though, because he's been playing on wide, but I think he's
1: like a, a forward, mm. a striker. Yeah, that's what the get-out clause yeah. is just to call him forward, isn't it?
2: Yeah, if he's if he's not really actually any good
1: in any position, if it was, he's actually mediocre everywhere. But I think he's okay. Football I think manager he to have something about him. Football manager it would be FRLC, wouldn't it? That's Kibaru, but I think he's probably going to end up playing striker because we haven't got any. So
3: how dare you? (laughs) That's (laughs) Uh, true. And we have
1: got a bunch of wingers, plus Alex Mowat So we seem to be well catered for in that. Yeah, he looks. um, I can't remember which game it was. He came on at Elland Road quite late on, and he lifted it. He definitely. I think Birmingham. Maybe he made um, quite a big difference when he came on, and I was like, "Yes, let's see more of him." And he was dropped for the next game. But what are you going to do? Not signings but two I just
3: realised you've y- missed you've missed Kyle Bartley. How could you forget?
1: Really? Oh But oh we were no. doing it in alphabetical order. How could this happen?
3: <laughs> you got too excited by Liam Brookcut and jumped ahead.
1: Okay. Um well Dear me. What do you want to say about Kyle Bartley? That he's he's not dramatically shit. Seems alright. <laughs> he does, doesn't he? He seems he seems absolutely fine.
3: That'll do for him. Put it on his headstone. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Was absolutely fine. <laughs>
1: For, uh, for a defender at Leeds United, for a central defender, for them to have not done anything drastically wrong in the first six games, and ad- as a permanent and, and adequate signing,
3: father, son and husband.
1: Then that's <laughs> exceptional. Two young players who have made their mark. <laughs> We've already kind of mentioned Calvin Phillips uh, scored that free kick that was freakishly just an unusual instance of scoring. Ronaldo Vieira um, has signed a three-year deal on the back of the start to his season. Do we think he was worth it, Michael. Or would you rather have seen him shipped out? <laughs> it's one or the other. There's no middle ground.
3: I think it should have been <laughs> five years, but he, he seems quite good. And he got a bit stuck in. I think it was the Birmingham game where he was. I don't know. I think a, a few things went wrong for him in a row, and he looked a bit panicked. Um, and I felt sorry for him. But he's he's good mm. from what I've seen of him. And he's the way he's come. He's like he's not even been in the development team for that long, so. Yeah, I think he's a good signing. I'm not entirely sure about why we've signed his brother. That seems a bit of a, a bit of a tag on. Like he said, oh, I'll only sign it if you get my brother too?" I'm like, oh, he's not that good, is he?
1: The Ray to his Rod Wallace.
3: Yeah, basically, it's a bit like how the uh, Willie McKay's kids are in the development squad, even though they're both apparently absolutely terrible.
1: Yeah, I was going to say which one out of them is Rod Wallace.
3: I think they're they're both they're both Ray
1: it it is a shame about <laughs> the rays. Amen, uh what do you think of Ronaldo Vieira? He seems quite good. It's it's hard to know. Uh, it's it's it is still pretty early. Phil Hay said
2: he he has a touch of the Fabian Delfts about him. Very high praise. So that that
1: seems good. And you know, get his brother on board. What's the problem? He's probably just there to keep him company. If we got we've got that furniture uh, salesman from Miami can have a job. Romario Vieira can have a yeah, job. Yeah, that's true.
2: What are they going to have on the back of their shirts? Actually,
1: well, I mean the full name is is Ronaldo Vieira Nan, isn't it? I think so. Mm. It's, I mean, is it baby? I was going to ask Eamon, who you prefer, Ronaldo Vieira or Romario.
2: Ronaldo, are you saying three separate people? There? Yes, oh, I prefer Ronaldo Vieira or Romario. Yes. I was always quite fond of Pepeito, to be honest. <laughs> Maybe that's their sister. <coughs>
1: And it's all beginning to get a little bit long at this point, almost like this returning podcast might be better split into two parts. So I think what we're probably going to do is we will leave you at this point, dear listeners, so that we're not taking up too much of your time. And then we will come back with a second part to this long-awaited podcast and take up even more of your time that way but at least you can download them separately and it makes us look like we've done two pods for one so we will speak to you very very soon and we promise faithfully that what will follow uh this is not nine months of silence the
0: Squareball podcast hey it's danny pellegrino from everything iconic ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget you <laughs>